Jesus. <laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But it is good to be here this evening in the house of the Lord again. Always good to give honor and praise to Jesus because without him it it's for not. Without him it's for nothing. You know, he's he's everything and He's he is what is going to carry us through, and he uh, he's going to he's going to see to it that the plan is fulfilled, and I believe in that, and uh, accepting that, and and uh, just going to hold fast to it. I'm going to hold fast to him. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you. So uh, this uh, this evening, I want to uh, uh, go to uh, the book of Judges. And beginning in uh, uh, chapter 16 and verse 16. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord for the reading of the word. Judges 16, beginning in 16. We're kind of starting into a storyline here that's already taken place. But as I begin to read, you'll quickly pick up on who we're speaking of. Praise the Lord. So beginning in verse 16, and it reads like this. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death and that, uh, when I read that just pausing for a moment I thought back to that uh, last time I spoke to you I, I spoke on uh, persistence and so that comes into play right there real well and she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that he told her all his heart and said to her no razor has ever come upon my head for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines come up to her and brought the money in their hand then she lulled them to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head then she began to torment him and his strength left him and she said the philistines are upon you samson so he awoke from his sleep and said i will go out as before at other times and shake myself free but he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes, ouch, put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. And, and uh, just uh, the bronze fetters there is more or less like chains or handcuffs, some kind of way to bind you, keep you keep you uh, handcuffed up, chained up, where you can't just be free. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. And they said, Our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. So it happened when their hearts were merry that they said, Call for Samson that he may perform for us. So they called for Samson from the prison, and he performed for them, and they stationed him between the pillars. 
Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for your presence. And now as we have this time for your word, Lord, uh, give me give me the words that you'd have me say. It's your word. I trust in you. I believe in you. And let the word go forth as you see fit and touch as many hearts as possible. And on your behalf, in your name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. So, as you may have figured out, we're talking about Samson in in this passage, and as uh, he has uh, come to what he feels like may be the uh, the end for him, and he no no less feels like all hope has been lost. He's at his wits' end. He feels like he's now come to an end. And as uh, I, I began to study and read read about this, uh, I thought about uh, you know today in today's time. Uh, the news stories that come across the media are full of gifted athletes or actors or others, politicians, whose life story comes to a sad, bitter end. Their legacy changed forever by one single act that either they have done, something they have performed or, we, or done, or someone else has done, then they think that that's going to change their legacy that will forevermore be uh, remembered for that one particular thing and how many times we've heard about this on the on the news or, or people notable people in high places uh, who have to resign from a position or quit for something they have just simply said for just simple words maybe not even an action just simple words so many times uh, you know public opinion is brutal yeah. these days especially with social media and face uh, Facebook you know Twitter accounts I mean we know or the uh, the president of the United States gets beat up all the time comments that he's made but you know a lot of people's careers come to an end for simply things they say anymore we we in in our day and time we have to be so careful like uh, sister kathy was saying to just to be able to speak jesus in the workplace is getting to be unheard of because in, in today's society anything that you say that can offend somebody so it's going to raise an eyebrow. It's going to raise a stink. It could be a conversation between just you and someone else, and y'all are fine with it. It's not offensive to you, but you may not see someone in a background that it was offensive to, and they go and say something. And so public opinion is, is a big deal, you know, and you you can really be brought down uh, in today's time. But Samson's story is a reminder that, uh, there is a second chance, and that is the message. And what I want to speak on tonight is Jesus gives second chances. And when this is no great, this is a great story of how that had happened. Is is a second chance for Samson? And how many of you tonight are thankful for a second chance? Praise the name of the Lord. If it wasn't for second chances, upon upon second chances, many of us would be falling by the wayside a long time ago. That is what it's all about. And I wanted to uh, say that I appreciate everyone who's turned in by uh, the way of, the, of our um, internet tonight and is watching by, uh, the live stream and tell you that maybe you have been, uh, feel glad that you have had a second chance tonight, that there, there you have had an extra opportunity to ask forgiveness for something that you've done, something that you regretted, something that you feel like was your end, it was going to be your now, your legacy is you had failed and you have faltered and that's it and there's no hope. But I'm here to tell you tonight, there is hope. There's a second chance. It's not your end. It's not the end of you. you got to pick it up and go on. Jesus is there for a second chance. If we were only heed his call and, and go to him in prayer, there is a second chance. And Samson knew this all too well. Praise the Lord. We don't have to quit. We don't have to give up. 
We don't have to feel defeated. We just we don't need to stay in a pity party stage, as we say sometimes. We don't have to stay down in the slumps and dirt. Stay there long enough to realize what you've done. And then pick yourself up and ask Jesus for forgiveness. And don't look back after that. Move forward. Go, go on and sin no more. Do your best to sin no more. Always ask Jesus for help, but don't stay down in a pity party stage because that's wrong. That will bring you down, and that would only let the devil come in and keep you down and kick you down. You know, he's, that's what the devil wants. Jesus wants to give you a second chance, and the devil wants to tell you there's no hope for you. There's no chance for you no more. That is a lie from the devil. Don't believe it. I don't care what you've done. As long as there's breath in your body, Jesus is your second chance. There is hope for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you for it tonight. Glory to his name. Yes, it is true that Jesus does not like sin. He does not like sin, and to have sin in our life, that puts enmity between us and Jesus and God, if there is that there. So we have to eradicate that. We have to take care of that. But it can be done. It is possible. We cannot let it just keep us down. It matters. It matters to Jesus because we know that he went and and was crucified for our sins. He died for us. I have uh, a pastor said it before, and I have a shirt now that Michelle got me. It says, I may not be perfect, but Jesus thinks I'm to die for. And that is so true. We're not perfect. We might, we're not perfect. We're not, we, we can try to, to be as close to perfect as possible, but the fact is we're going to mess up. We're going to mess up. That makes us not perfect. But what's great about it is is when we mess up and we realize it and we go to our knees in prayer and ask God to forgive us, he, think, he thought enough of you to die for you. He thought enough of you to take care of all of those sins on the cross when he was crucified. He thought enough of you for that. And I'm so thankful for that tonight. And, and the, one, the one key factor of us recognizing that our mess-ups and our mishaps and Jesus will, will take care of those and he will then turn those mishaps for greater good in, in his kingdom. He will use what we thought was the end for a new beginning. What we think is the end in our mess-up and we think is so distraughtful and so terrible, our family is going to hate us for it. Our family is going to, um, what do they call that um, uh, when they disown? Thank you. Uh, our family is going to disown us for doing something or being a certain way or saying something. You think that, but Jesus is going to turn that around for something good. Jesus is going to turn around for a good thing. He's going to use that to defeat the devil. He's going to use that for his greater purpose and good in your life. You have a great purpose in your life, and Jesus wants to see that through. And You might falter on it, but Jesus wants that purpose to be met and seen through, and we just have to honor him and give him praise and glory and recognize when we mess up. Up and go forth for our pur- what, uh, purpose for Jesus wants us to be. Glory to the name of the Lord. He knows it will fall short, and he, he's, but he has a plan to pick us up out of that time that we fall short. He has a plan to get us out of, of the mess that we got ourselves in. We get ourselves into a mess, but he's right there and to forgive us and get us out of it. He's already got a plan. He, he's all-knowing. He, uh, he knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knew Samson was was going to falter. Sam, Samson, Samson had had his difficulties, and, and God knew that. He knew he was going to falter, but he had a plan all along anyway. And God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has a plan for each and every child of God. He has a plan for me and you, and he's going to see us through it. Glory to the name of the Lord. 
praise his holy name. Samson, you know, was a judge for, uh, from uh, the time of his birth. He was a Nazarite. He was to be uh, um, set apart from the time of his birth. Uh, if you remember the story that uh, an angel come, angel of the Lord come to his parents. His mother was barren to that time and, and told his parents of Samson and that she, uh, his mother's going to have a child and he was going to be a Nazarite. So he was going to, she, not, not only Samson, uh, wasn't to stay away from uh, drinking, but she was to stay away from drinking or any kind of strong food, things that they made. She was to stay pure herself. So from his very conception, that was Samson's life. And an angel of the Lord had told his parents of what his life mission was to be. And see, the children of Israel were in constant uh, back and forth of worshiping pagan gods and worshiping the one true God. They were just constant back and forth, back and forth. And God had a plan. And he was going to use Samson for this plan. He, he wanted uh, Samson to reestablish Israel's sense of separateness and covenant identity with him. Although Samson would find it difficult himself not to let his personal pleasures come between him and God. He found it very difficult uh, to not get called up in a, uh, w- uh, with um, harlots, as they call it in the Bible time, but it's just prostitutes. He got mixed up with prostitutes constantly, you know. There was a battle that he had. Although he gave God praise and glory and honor, he still had his mishaps. So Samson had his mishaps. We have our mishaps, but we have to, we have to go to Jesus and ask him for forgiveness for it. There is redemption for God's children. There's always been redemption for God's children when we humble ourselves and seek His face. We have to humble ourselves and seek His face. Praise the name of the Lord. So Samson fought with this. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to continue reading in verse uh, uh, 26. Now, glory to the name of the Lord. And Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand. Now, uh, I want to just back up a little bit. Uh, Samson had uh, at this time he had already been they'd already plucked his eyes out so he couldn't have a vision you know he was a judge he was a leader for uh for the uh is israelites he, he was their leader he so when you take a vision away from a leader you take a lot of things away and uh, samson they plucked his eyes out so he couldn't so he couldn't see and he didn't know where he was being he was a real strong man you know very very strong man there was that one time where he uh, uh he he slew uh, a thousand men with, with the jawbone of a donkey, remember y'all remember that where he he slew a, a thousand men. He was very strong, and it, you know, and they said that his strength was in the length of his hair. You know, I wonder what kind of hair that must have been, because I'd like to have some strength like that sometimes, <laughs> wouldn't y'all? I mean, there's sometimes there's sometimes you just Lord, if I could just be a little bit stronger, you know, uh, there wouldn't be no need for hydraulics, you know, <laughs> if I could be a little bit stronger. Praise the name of the Lord. But so. Uh, Samson, uh, leading up to this point, he kept taunting Delilah. She kept asking him what the secret was. She was trying, and she had, uh, it was, um, I believe it was 1,100 pieces of silver, if I ain't mistaken, that uh, was promised to her if she could figure out what what uh, the secret was to his strength and his power because he, he, was, he was a force to be reckoned with with these Philistine people. He was and he he was killing them left and right, you know, and he was taking care. Of, he he was kicking butt and taking names, basically. How we say he, that's what he was doing. So he began, and, and this became a danger point for Samson when he began to just constantly give her, you know, tell her lies, tell her stories about where his strength come from. And he slowly got closer to it, and he slowly got closer to it. He finally told her what it was, and, and when she sh- had the sh- uh, the locks of his hair shaved off, and they come pl- and took him. The Lord had departed from him. But I want to point out 
when, it's, when a scripture says that the Lord had departed from him, be understood and clear for him as well as us. It is the disobedience that the Lord depart, that had departed and where that sin had set in. Was that disobedient? Being disobedient to the Lord is, is what initially caused that. When you're disobedient and you sin before the Lord, that's where it sets in and starts. So glory to the name of the Lord. So he had been put, put in, uh, into prison to become a grinder. And God doesn't want his people to, to be grinders. He's talking about grinding the, grinding the corn down uh, in the prison, uh, what they had him doing. God never wants his children to be felt like they're, they're a, gr- uh, a grinder, so to speak, or feel like you're uh, just in torment and, and misery in your life because that's the lowest of the low. See, Samson was a leader. He was a deliverer of God's people. And now he's been brought to the lowest of the low uh, because he had been disobedient to God. And that's how we are when we're disobedient to God. We become the lowest of the low. And, and we, we know that we feel that and we're, we're just down and we feel so bad about it. But God doesn't want us down there. He doesn't want you feeling so low. He wants you to be uplifted up. He don't want you to be that. Glory to the name of the Lord. And that's where Samson was. And he, he, was, he was not where God had wanted him to be at this time. And uh, reading on in verse 26, And Samson said to the lad who had held him by the hand, Let me fill the pillars which support the temple, so that I can lean on them. And this whole time uh, that had, that had uh, transpired and taken place, uh, the scripture said his hair began to grow again. And I believe it was in that low time that Samson had asked forgiveness of God and, and wanted uh, something more for him. He realized what he had done then, and he, he began to seek and search the Lord. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Not only is he at his lowest point possible with God, and he feels so bad about it, but they began to mock him and called him in. Hey, perform for us. You're supposed to be this big, strong, mighty man. Perform for us here. And while they, there's 3,000 of them gathered as they had, uh, uh, their hearts were merry and they were just so glad because they had captured Samson. They got the one had been killing all of, the, all of their people, the Philistine. They, got, they finally got him. They thought this is the greatest thing ever right here. We done got him. And to, to, make, to make matters worse, they just wanted to, tor- to torture him and just make fun of him of him and belittle him but God ain't going to have someone belittling his child God ain't going to God ain't going to stand for 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 his child to be kicked down and and not him not come to your rescue can I tell you tonight God will come to your rescue God will show that he is in charge and he is in control it may look like the ones come against you is in charge and in control at some point but God will step in and have his way and have his control glory to the name of the Lord hallelujah hallelujah so verse 28, as we read on, Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. 
Glory to the name of the Lord. And, and you know, you might say, well, it didn't end so good for Samson. But no, it did. He redeemed himself. God redeemed himself. God showed again to, to the Israel, the children of Israel that he, Samson was serving the one true God. And he took out more in his death than he had a whole, his, whole, his whole career as a judge. And God took care of that. And God is going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you through every situation. I don't care uh, how big a mess up that you feel like you've had in your life it is not too big for god god will take care of it jesus will give will give you uh, forgiveness for that no matter what you have done and the last verse of 31 says and his brothers and all his father's household come down and took him and brought him up and buried him between zora and eshtol in the tomb of his father manoah he had judged israel 20 years so after 20 years of judging israel even though that he, he thought that he had come to his demise. He thought that it was the end for him. It was not because he recognized God is a one true God, and he asked for forgiveness, and he asked, God, let your glory be shown one more time. Let your glory be shown through this, and just go. let me die with the Philistines, and let your glory be shown, because it's all about you. It's all for you. So no matter what, no matter what in our lives, let it always be about God and his glory. No matter what, always seek his face and ask his forgiveness, because he is true to forgive you with your sincerity of heart. He is true to forgive you no matter what. It is not the end. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what your family says. I don't care what your, your uh, co-workers say. They may laugh at you. They may make fun of you. They may be looking for you to mess up. You know, when you let someone know you're a Christian, they're always looking for a way to say, oh, look, see, there's, you're supposed to be different. You're supposed to be like a Nazarite, set apart, be separated, right? You're supposed to be set apart. And they're looking for you to mess up just so they can laugh and mock at you and say, see, you're no better. But then that's when you just humble yourselves and you ask God forgiveness and say, Lord, let you shine in this and let me be a light that you want me to be because I know that I had messed up, but don't, I'm not going to stay down in the dumps about it. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dust myself off and I'm going to give you praise and glory and I'm going to continue to praise you because Samson went from that grinder that he was in a prison down in the dumps back to that deliverer that God had for him to promise ever since his birth. And God has a promise for each and every one of us and each and every one that's listening. God has a promise for you, and we need to work continually for that promise to see it fulfilled and see it through because it's all about Him. It's all about His glory. And we may mess up from time to time, but don't let that be your end. Don't let it, don't let it be the end that you say, that's it. I knew I couldn't live this life. I knew I couldn't be this way. I just give it up. No, don't think that way. Don't think that way. That's wrong thinking. There's, as long as there's breath in your body, there's hope for you yet. There's hope for, there's hope for the children of God. Do not give up. Do not give in. Praise the name of the Lord. I just give the Lord praise and glory tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus.